The meeting will not come to order. Clerk Hardeby's, would you please call the roll? House of Bears. Present. Vice President Carabiello. Present. I can see Vice President Carabiello. I'll take that as a yes. Present. Council Knight. Present. Council Marks. Present. Council Morrell. Present. Council Scarpelli. Present. President Falco. Present. All seven members are present. 20-295-19-660 in 20-519. Committee of the Whole Meeting Notice, Wednesday, December 2nd, 2020 at 515 p.m. Pursuant to Governor Baker's March 12, 2020 order suspending certain provisions of the Open Meeting Law, General Law, Chapter 38, Section 18, and the Governor's March 15, 2020 order imposing strict limitation on the number of people that may gather in one place. This meeting in the Memphis City Council Committee of the Whole will be conducted via remote participation to the greatest extent possible. Specific information and the general guidelines for remote participation by members of the public and or parties with the right and or requirement to attend this meeting can be found on the City of Medford website at www.medfordma.org. For this meeting, members of the public who wish to listen or watch the meeting may do so by accessing the meeting link contained herein. No in-person attendance of members of the public will be permitted, but every effort will be made to ensure that the public can adequately access the proceedings in real time via technological means. In the event that we are unable to do so, despite best efforts, we will post on the City of Medford or Medford Community Media website an audio or video tra uh, recording transcript or other comprehensive record of proceedings as soon as possible after the meeting. There will be a meeting in the Medford City Council Committee the Hall on Wednesday, December 2nd, 2020 at 5.15 p.m. The purpose of the meeting is to discuss and review the updates to the following draft ordinances. The Collection Bin Ordinance, Promote, Prevent, Support Behavioral Health Commission Ordinance, and the Rodent Ordinance. The City uh, Council has invited Kimberly Scanlon and representatives from KP Law to attend the meeting. For further information, aids, and accommodations, contact the City Clerk at 781-393-2425. Sincerely yours, John C. Falco, Jr., Council President. Uh, I want to begin by thanking everyone for uh, coming to the meeting tonight. Uh, we have a couple of, actually I should say this, uh, three ordinances that we've been working on and uh, they're draft ordinances. There have been uh, some changes uh, or updates in some, in some instances. And um, so tonight is just to kind of go through these ordinances, make sure that the language is what the council would like it to be and um, to uh, move forward from there. Uh, we uh, do have, um, I believe it's Robin, is Robin uh, from KP Law with us? And of course, our city solicitor, Kim Scanlon, is with us tonight as well. So why don't we start off, uh, city solicitor Scanlon, would you like to start off with the, uh, is it the collection bin ordinance? Does that sound good? That sounds good, Chair. And I would actually, thank you, Mr. President, members of the council. I'd actually like to defer to Robin Stein um, with respect to the donation collection bin ordinance. And you're stuck with me for the remaining two. <laughs> We appreciate you being here. We appreciate your help. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you very much. And I will unmute uh, Robin. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, Robin. Um, I believe you all have the updated draft incorporating comments and changes from the first discussion we had on this ordinance. Correct. We do have the hard copy with the um, with the uh, recommended uh, language changes uh, before us. I'm not sure if anybody has any specific questions regarding this, or we could also just kind of go through line by line, whatever the council does. Or, Robin, I'm, sorry. I'm happy to go however you would like to. Okay. Uh, is there a preference from the council as to? Um, if the council just wants a few minutes to read this over, that's fine as well. I just have one, Mr. President, if uh, I may. Sure. Yes, uh, Council and I. Um, on the first page, it would be comment RS3, um, whether or not we wanted to entirely exempt the public schools properties from the collection bid ordinance. And uh, that was brought forward um, based on the concern that was raised when this paper was initially um, filed or, uh, or started to be discussed relative to the textile donation programs that we have at the public schools. Mm -hmm. So um, when I raised the request for an amendment to the paper, uh, the <clears throat> intent was to exempt entirely the school district and not just exempt them from the permitting fees. 
That's how it's written at the moment. I just wanted to clarify yep. it. No, nope, it's perfect. Okay. Okay. Dr. are you okay with the? Yeah, <coughs> I was asking for it. It's great. Any other questions from the council or? Um, one more, Mr. President. Under RS5, under RS5 um, there's a question as to whether or not we want to allow an exemption for bins that exceed the size, uh, for exceed the size requirements. Um, I think that's something we might want to discuss. It would be um, on page two under uh, subsection C. And that would be for existing bins? That's something I can support. I don't know how my colleagues feel, but I could certainly support um, exempting existing bins until the permit uh, application cycles up for renewal. So the way it reads now, an applicant would have 90 days after the effective date of the ordinance to bring them into compliance. My question was whether or not you wanted any greater exemption, for example, um, you know, a requirement that a bin that doesn't currently comply could stay, but to the extent that it was replaced in the future with a new bin, that new bin would need to comply. Or if you just want to leave it the way it is. Six of one, half a dozen of the other for me. I don't know how my colleagues feel. I think it's Fair, a fair option, you know, to allow them to keep the existing bin until a certain date, date certain, 90 days is a date certain, so either way is fine with me. I would prefer, I'd prefer to keep it the way it is. So moved. Anyone else like to comment on that? Councilor Morell. Thank you. Uh, keep, I, I agree with keeping it the way it is. Keeping it the way it is? Is that, is, uh, so Council Knight, did you want to keep it the way it was, or did you? Uh, six of one, half a dozen of the other. Um, so as you're, far as you're I was okay concerned, I just in going through the commentary, I saw that that was a question, so I figured we'd start addressing some of the questions that were raised. It seems like there, uh, a few members of the council are okay with the way it is. Uh, does everyone agree with that, or if there's no opinion, that's fine. We can move forward. Well, I, mean, I think we have to have a, we have to have an opinion on it because it's the language in the. Uh, ordinance, so either we're going to keep it like that or we're going to change it, right? Exactly. So, so I mean, if, if, if yeah. what I, what I Sounds like Councilor Bears made a motion to keep it as is. Councilor Morrell seconded it. Is that, is, that, is that the motion you made? Yes. Okay, so on the motion of Councilor Bears, uh, seconded by Councilor Morrell to keep the language as, as it is. Clerk Hurtaby, please call the roll. Yes, sir. Did you? Did you? Uh... Yeah. The motion is. To, the motion is to keep the language the way it is. Yes. Motion by Council Bears, seconded by Council Morell. You ready for me for a roll call yes, on this? Please call the roll. <laughs> what was that what we're doing? Council Bears. Yes. Vice President Carabiello. Yes. Council Knight. Yes. Council Marks. Yes. Council Morell. Yes. Council Scarpelli. Yes. President Falco. Yes, seven the affirmative, zero in the negative. That motion passes. Mr. President. Oh, Council Beers. I just have a question um, on subsection D for Robin. Um, how would you say that the date here should relate to the uh, date that the ordinance is effective? Do you have a, is there any relation between those two dates? No, I mean, I think that it wouldn't make sense to have them expire, you know, too close to when the ordinance is effective, but I don't think that it, it necessarily needs to tie in. Um, you know, I think you can just pick a day that makes sense, you know, for you all.
I mean, for example, the preceding paragraph C gives folks 60 days um, to file an application for a new bid, for a bid once the ordinance is passed. So I think it would make sense to at least have that be such that they're not going to be applying, you know, twice in close succession. Um, Can we just have the permits expire? I'm sorry. No, um, no. I'm just thinking if it's issued in February 2020, why doesn't it just expire at the beginning of February 2021 if it was issued in, you know what I mean? It just we, we could, the conversation, with, the, the feedback I got from the last meeting was that you guys wanted one set kind of renewal period. Okay, that was the way um, I think the alternative hands, way right? to do it would just, just say they're valid for one year, so everybody just renews as they go. That would be fine too. The one year is probably preferable, no? I would. So, I mean, if you get a permit, you want to have it lasted for 12 months. We went through this with the permit parking stickers, remember, where everyone got the sticker and then three right, months they later they two expired. months left in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's that's what I was yeah. trying to say. So, I mean, we could certainly just have it read that a permit issued here under shall be valid for one year, as opposed to expire each year on. Right. Perfect. It's a little more okay. tracking, but doesn't. So we can go. That's fine. Excellent. President, can we take a look at uh, comment uh, RS8? RS8. On page four. Oh, seven. RS8 on page four. As we discussed, the city will need the owner's permission to go on the property. So this is in the case uh, that uh, there's a expiration or revocation of a permit um, that uh, if it's not moved within the seven days, then the city has the authority uh, to remove it uh, at the owner's expense. The owner, yes. The owner operator's expense. However, there was a question raised about access to private property, um, and uh, I, I'm not sure if we want to be in the business of and some of these bins are rather large bins. What, what do we do with them as a city? Um, I, I, don't, I think that may require a little discussion. What, what, what would be the fine if they don't remove within seven days? So the, if you look further down into the next section on enforcement, um, there are fines for penalty of First offense is $100, second offense is $200, third offense is $300. Um, you know, fines can be challenging to collect, but they are provided for in here and they can be a useful deterrent. The, the question I did at the last meeting was whether or not the removal of the bin language should say it can be removed and disposed of by the city at the operator and the property owner's cost and expense. And the, I was just trying to highlight that um, obviously you would need the property owner's permission to go on their private property and if, if you were able to also charge them for the removal they would probably be less likely to give you the permission. Because like most instances, at least in some instances, the operator is not going to be the property owner. Correct. Um. Um. So I, I'm just wondering if we're, we're better off just going through the fine mechanism than, uh, although this gives us the ability to, to actually remove it, right? But It gives you the ability, but it doesn't require it. Right. And if it was a public health or safety issue, uh, the city could probably intervene anyways uh, if need be. This way it makes clear that you can. Right. If I may, Mr. President, Mr. Counselor, we have the Clean It or Lean It ordinance, right? That was, I believe, something you championed, and wouldn't that still apply? I mean, it's still an ordinance that we have, the Clean It or Lean It ordinance. We'd have an ordinance here that says you need to do this. If you don't do this, then would Clean It or Lean It also apply as a second mechanism that the Building Commissioner and Code Enforcement Officer could use? I think so. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Because this is you're cutting away a piece of personal property, I guess, the clean and the lean it. 
I don't know. That may be more of a legal question. Um, I, I have no problem with it as, as long as uh, the attorneys feel that this is just a, another option, you know, another, another tool in our belt that we can use. Uh, but I have no problem with it. I just want to make sure. I, I thought your comment was um, regarding you know, us having a, a form or something that would have to be filled out in order to go on to the private property. I mean, in practice, you would probably want to get written permission and, and, you know, make sure that it was clear what you were doing. But this is really just entitled to be clear that you may do it and that you may seek the operator's um, payment for the expenses. Point of information, Mr. President? Point of information, Council Knight. Is it possible? Can the Council, as a condition of permitting, have that? access requirement in there that you know as as a condition of permitting you authorize the city to go on the private property uh, that's something i wanted to give a little bit of thought to because you are essentially requiring access at that point um because I mean, it's look at it as no different as a common victualist license that requires board of health inspection or something like that, right? Where you know you need to allow me to access the, the, the premises to do an inspection. Yeah, inspection is is, is um, a little bit of more kind of a routine access as opposed to removal. I would just want to think about it, but um, let me make a note about that just to to give it a little thought, and I can report back. Sounds good to me. Thank you. Again, a little bit of the difference here is that your operators and your property owners aren't the same people. So the operator is going to be applying, you know, for the permit. They don't own the properties, so it's a little bit different. Yeah, I get it. Right. So let me. Um, it's a good question. Let me, let me just think about it. So, so, so one of the circumstances that I ran into before is actually on uh, Fells Plaza that um, I called up the property owner, this is some years back, regarding a couple of bins that appeared, good sized bins in their lot, and some of the residents were complaining because things were being left outside of the bins. Uh, when I contacted the property owner, he said, I have no idea who they are, what it is. He didn't live in the state, the property owner. He says, okay. I have no idea who they are, um, and I have no, I didn't give him permission, so I'm just a little concerned that if we do have this take place in the community, that this may be a way out for property owners to say, you know what, city of Method, do what you want to do with these bins. And then we're stuck with these bins, right, yeah. disposing them. And then the great chase is on because if that property owner didn't give permission and someone just put it there, this is probably another legal question, is, is it the owner of the property's responsibility or now is it the city's responsibility? Uh, and if they didn't give permission originally, can we go after them and find them? Even though they're saying, hey, I, I have no idea. You know, someone just dropped it overnight and left it there. Um, so so I, I don't know. Is that, does that make any so sense? If you look on page three, and I'm sorry, we don't have section numbers in yet, but the application for a permit section, um, one of the things that is required in order to get the permit is the written consent of the property owner to the bin being there. So, right, but if I'm, somebody gets I'm, a permit, I'm talking they about can. I'm talking about almost illegal, like something something that people will throw on a, a lot, especially a large parking lot with a lot of stores and so forth, um, and try to get away with putting a bin there that they have no approval for, um, and seeing how long they can get away with it and so forth. So I'm not talking something that's on the up and up that's been, gotcha. uh, you know, I'm, so, I'm talking about something other than that. And if we put a provision in there that says, okay, the city can step in. So if uh, an owner of a property says, hey, I got these two giant bins that are on my, my property now, city step in and you know, your ordinance says you'll remove them, start removing them. You know, it, so, it, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, that's fine. Sorry. Okay. on the, on the uh, remote version. Uh, so if you go back onto page four in the enforcement section, Little paragraph C makes the property owner, the operator, the lessee, or any other person or legal entity in control of the property where the bin is located in a violation of the ordinance, jointly and severally liable. So 
fines would apply to the property owner as well. Um, so I don't think they can just throw their hands up and say, I'm not going to do anything. It might incentivize them to say, you know, you can go on, on and take care of it, or maybe they'll work with you to get rid of it. I mean, honestly, you would hope you wouldn't have too many instances of these things just appearing on private property without permission. But it's really your call whether or not you want to be explicit in here that the city may remove the bins. I think, you know, it was, was mentioned earlier, um, you know, you don't have to do it. it. It gives you that ability. If you, if you need to, it makes it clear. Well, I think it does. But it does say may, right? Maybe removed. It says, yeah, maybe removed. Yeah. I, my my only comment to that is you will, you know, if, if you're talking about removing the bin, which is a piece of personal property, um, you still need permission of the property owner to go on the property. And I will look into whether or not we can require that um, as part of issuing the permit, essentially. Okay, I feel comfortable with that then. Thank you. Of course. <clears throat> Thank you, Councilor Marks. Any other questions from the council regarding Council Knight? Uh, look at RS7, and that is on page three. Sure. This is a placeholder for language to be provided by the council. Refers to number two. Yep. The applicant is an entity, a certificate of good standing or similar documentation uh, evidencing that entity is presently authorized to operate the Commonwealth. Robin, do you want to comment on that? I, or I guess elaborate on that, I guess. Well, I believe there was just a, a concern last time that the council wanted to make sure that the folks that were operating these bins, you know, were authorized to, to work to do work in Massachusetts. Um, there was originally some specific language about nonprofits. And um, I believe at the last meeting, the council indicated it was gonna make its own recommendation as to language. So I just wanted to make sure that we kept something in here so we didn't forget about it. I'm happy with the language that's in there. I can rest my case on the nonprofit stuff. Okay. Well, leave it as is. Okay. So we're going to leave the placeholder as is. Is that is that what we're leaving? And then we kicked it around. And I said, you know. This is a discussion for another day. Let me look into it and see if it's really something that um, would make a difference in my opinion. And I looked into it further and saw that it wouldn't make a difference one way or the other. So, so, so basically, there's going to be no change here, correct? Correct. Okay. Yeah, it was just more of the comments. Everyone fine with that? Yes. All right. That comes up. Is that it? Um, do we pick? Do we want to pick an effective date of the ordinance now, or when it's up um, on the? So let's see. Next steps. As far as next steps go, um, Robin. So do we need to get? I guess this next set of edits back, and then. Yeah, I can I can clean it up. I'll take a look into that one open question we discussed. Okay. Um, and then, um, you know, I think it can proceed to your the next step in your process if if you are ready for that. Well, hold on, Mr. President. Uh, I, I believe Robin said even if we had the right to enter the property anytime we wanted for inspections, we'd still need to receive the property owner's permission to remove any personal property, and that. No. That that, allo that allowance on the land wouldn't necessarily guarantee us the right to remove the stuff. It would just guarantee us the right to come on the property and inspect. But if we had to remove, we'd still have to get their permission, right? No, this this is telling you this is telling the operator that if we give you a permit and you don't do what you're supposed to do, we're going to come remove it and we can charge you for it. Oh, okay. Sorry. The operator. Okay. The issue is, um, can you basically get a, a across the board? 
right to go on the property up front. Um, and, and that's what I'll take a look into. Yeah, and I mean, if you need the permission anyway to take the thing away, or the permission to access the property, then, you know, I, I, don't, I don't have too much concern over it further. So, uh, so with that being said, um, Robin, do you know, uh, so, so Confolpiers, you're, you're asking if we should put an effective date on this? Um, I mean, if that question and the effective date are the only outstanding issues, I personally would be fine discussing that at a regular council meeting when this is on the agenda after edits are received back. Um, but it seems like there's some outstanding items, so we don't know. We don't want to set an effective date and then not have it passed before that, then. So that's I'm thinking. So I'm thinking that we should probably um, we could do that too. Do you want do you want to make yeah. that motion if that's what the uh, council? Second that motion. Okay, on the motion of council tonight, seconded by Vice President Caviello, that the effective date will be 90 days after passage of the third reading, I guess, from the city council. Does that sound correct? Clerk Herdebees, do you have that? I'm working on it, Mr. President. Hang on a second. Okay. Mr. President, too. Council Marks. And I think we may have had this discussion already, and if um, we had, I apologize. But uh, these uh, offenses are ones that can be written by the city of Medford and not necessarily have to go to any uh, district court or so forth for um, imposing a fine. Is that correct? Well, um, if you're using the non-criminal disposition process, there's a ticket that's written, but it goes through district court. So if you're using the general law chapter 40, section 21D process, that's a district court process. You write the ticket, but then it gets enforced through district court. If it's not paid. Okay. 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 And and the appeal process would be through the city, or would it be through the district court? So we originally had an appeal process in here that, at your the council's recommendation, we took out um, from the original draft. So the way this reads now, um, if twenty-one D tickets are issued, then the appeal would be to district court. The we've reserved the right. Um, you know, to seek equitable relief, basically to go to court and have a court order somebody to do something. And so if that happened, then the recourse would be through court as well. Okay. Council Lodge, you good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, great. Okay, any other questions? Okay, Clerk Herdebees, do you have the language to the, uh, to the motion? Mr. President, let me just make sure I have this. Council Knight moved to make the effective date 90 days after passage of third reading by the council, and it's a second by Vice President Carabiello? Correct. Okay. Council Knight, you go with that? No, On that motion, Clerk Herdebees, please call the roll. Council Bears. Yes. Vice President Carabiello. Yes. Council Knight. Yes. Council Marks. Yes. Council Morell. Yes. Council Scarpelli. Yes. President Falcon. Yes, seven in the affirmative, zero in the negative, the motion passes. Okay, so I guess the next steps would be, uh, um, would be, uh, yes, we can move on to the next paper at this point. And um, I guess we would just need to get the edits back from uh, Robin and then we should be all set. With regard to that ordinance. <coughs> So just to clarify on the last point, do you want me to look into whether or not we can require property owners as part of the permitting to allow the city on the property, or you want to leave that section as is? I certainly don't want to stand in the way of um, bringing this ordinance to the table for final passage. I think it's been something we've been kicking around for a long time. Um, so it's not going to be something that holds up uh, my voting in favor of the ordinance based upon the language that's before me today, Mr. President. So, um, you know, it's something that, you know, I think might make sense. But um, at the same time, I think we have a good ordinance in front of us. So uh, I really would leave that up to my, my council colleagues if that's something that they want to further pursue. But um, I'm very comfortable with the language that's before us right now. Is everybody else comfortable with the language? Yeah. Okay. 
Robin, I believe okay. we're comfortable with the way it is. Yep. All right, then I will get you a clean, um, updated version. Thank you very much for your help. We uh, through, through the solicitor's office, correct? Uh, yes, please. Okay. Is that okay, Kim? Thank, yes, thank you, Robin. All right, thank you all. Have a good night. Thank, thank you, Robin. Have a good night. I'm going to um, hang up. Thank you. Okay, thank you for Thanks again. Thank you all. Appreciate it. Thank you. Good night. Okay, so we will now move on to the ordinance for the Promote, Prevent, Support Behavioral Health Commission. This here ordinance um, uh, we met on uh, numerous times, proposed ordinance, and um, there was a back and forth with regard to changes that were made that looked like they weren't reflected in the updated copy that appeared on the uh, council agenda. So if we could, I know there was, uh, I think, specific councilors that had questions about the stuff that was maybe left out. So we just want to make sure that this ordinance is... Uh, so is this the updated copy? This is the latest, uh, Mr. Clark, is this the latest and greatest <laughs> copy of the ordinance? It doesn't look it. That's... I, I'm trying to figure that out. That's the one we just got, we, we got back from uh, Solicitor Scanlon today. That's what. I, that's part of the reason we're here is to make sure we're getting all the right edits into this document. You are correct. So, um, so if there's, and I'm sure if any of the councils have any specific items that they're looking at that they want to review or go over again, we can do that. Um, it's just, we want, bottom line is we want to make sure we get it right. And that's, right. and I know that there were some things that were, we thought were changed and when we got the updated copy, it looked like it wasn't updated. So I think something might've been just lost in between, but, um, if, if anybody wants to, uh, just point out anything that they specifically think needs to be addressed, that'd be great. And we will start with Councilor Morell. Thank you, Mr. President. I know this is actually Councilor Marks's charge, but I'm not seeing, I think the thing we got hung up on last time was ensuring that we had representatives from um, Lawrence Memorial Hospital and Tufts and I'm, I'm just breezing through this and I'm not seeing it. So I apologize if it's in there, but I believe that was our main hang up last time and I'm not seeing it. So in the mayoral appointees that, you know, they represent the large institutions in Medford. I don't know. If, if Kim, you can speak to that, or <laughs> yeah, of course. Thank you, Councilor. You're right. I, I didn't have that. Um, I had the uh, director of School of Counseling and Behavioral Health, but I didn't have the behavioral health specialist from Lawrence Memorial to the commission. But now that you raised that point, I just wanted to, uh, with this specific paragraph, I just want to bring a few things to your attention. So the council had initially moved to keep the commission at 12 people. Then they added a, a, a additional um, membership, right? So now we're up to 13 with all of the additions. So I just wanted to point that out to you. Um, and I will add the language about the, the from Lawrence Memorial Hospital to the commission. But one of the uh, commission members you also have listed is the director of prevention, the, uh, excuse me, the manager of prevention and outreach. However, if you continue reading, uh, few sentences after that it states the prevention and outreach manager for the city shall act as secretary I wasn't sure if you wanted the prevention and outreach manager to act as the secretary in addition to a member or just simply as a secretary because if you if you chose the latter that would bring number down to the initial 12 which you had uh, uh, agreed upon initially further um, same paragraph, if you keep reading, um, beginning to the sentence with the three mayoral community appointees, um, because we had, uh, the council had changed from six to three, right? So we're down to three, except we didn't change this particular uh, sentence. And I just want to make sure that it reflects what you accurately want. So I would recommend it currently reads the three mayoral community appointees shall serve terms of two years each with three representative provider community, two from professional field expertise and two family members of or individuals with lived experience. Obviously that's not going to work because there are only three that you had voted upon. So I would recommend one of each, but of course that's completely up to you and how you want me to word that for you. Mr. President. Council Bears. I believe we did vote to change those all to one uh, in a prior meeting. So I, I, I believe that would reflect a vote of the council that edit. That's fine. I looked through the um, records to the last committee of the whole meeting and I looked through my own notes and I didn't see anything, so I just didn't want to change it without actually talking to you first. Got it. Yep. 
So, so just to clarify, Mr. President. Yes, yes, please do so. I think there, this is as Councilor Morell mentioned, there were two positions uh, under the uh, section of representation. Uh, one was from Tufts, a behavioral health uh, expert, um, and the other one was from Lawrence Morrill Hospital. So there was two. I, I heard just one mentioned, but there were two that was voted on by this council. Oh, okay, according to the to the um, last committee of the whole record, it uh, it states that council had adopted an amendment adding a behavioral health specialist from Tufts University or a behavioral health specialist from Lawrence Memorial Hospital. It should have been and. And, okay. Right. Mr. President. Councilor Scott Kelly. Uh, thank you. To go back to what uh, Councilor Scalin was saying, that um, I, I think it's important that um, the role as secretary and member acts as, as I don't know if we, we haven't, you mentioned it, but we didn't go back to that. Uh, for the prevention and outreach manager, is that who you're talking about? Yes, yes I think that's important. Yeah. I think that that's important that, that that position is a voting member and-, and You want both, okay. Yeah, if, I, if that's my, my opinion. I don't know what my fellow counselors believe, but. So, so if, I, if I may, just I want to make sure we're all on the same page, especially with this point, because I remember we discussed it for a while. How many people are going to be representing this commission? <laughs> so how many members will be on the commission? I'm sorry? So how many members will be on the commission, or how many do you want? It's, Correct. It's up to 13 I mean, now, right? 15 if we add the two. The two 15 right, the two others, yeah, right? if we add the two. Which I think would probably be one of the biggest, if not the biggest, commission. President? So we have 15 on this on this commission, correct? Mr. President? Okay, uh, Councilor Morrell, I think you were talking. So if you could just put your microphone on. Sorry. Um, would one of those two, would they, it would fill one of the um, other, like it, one of the mayoral appointees could be both, where it's <coughs> someone that's, uh, I find the language, but someone who is behavioral health can also be behavioral health from LMH or from Tufts. So couldn't that? that be one. <laughs> oh, you're saying instead of having one from each, just do one? Well, no, I'm saying because it calls for, because right now the language calls for um, two residents with professional field experience and behavioral health, so couldn't one of the, the suggested appointee from Tufts or um, LMH fill that? So rather than that, that being like, you know, two to three positions, oh, I see what one person is both a behavioral health specialist and they work at LMH. Gotcha. I mean, that's if the council wants must, to head in that direction. Point of information, Mr. President. Uh, Tufts and LMH are the same place. Uh, you know, Lawrence Memorial Hospital is now part of Tufts. Uh, I mean, why don't we just ask somebody from Tufts New England Medical Center? Uh, Tufts University. Is that, I mean, yeah. I would, I would yeah. think the medical center, uh, they have a behavioral center versus the university. Tufts university. Yeah. Rick, you're talking Tufts University and some are from, not, not, not the hospital. So, I mean, it's all one and the same. Oh. I mean, I, I, would, I would rather have somebody from Tufts New England Medical Center versus Tufts College. I mean, they have a you know, behavioral department there. And, you know, it, it, it would right. be eliminated. So does, the so does the university, right? I don't, I mean, I don't, don't know if they Hospital. have somebody on staff, but, you know. Right, but we're, asking, we're asking a medical professional from Lawrence Memorial Hospital that has behavioral health. Which is, which is, now, which is now Tufts. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Which is now Tufts, so. Um, right. Sorry. Right. Mr. One's President. academic, one's medical. I, I don't know. Okay. Mm -hmm. oh, we, I mean, we, we already voted on these. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, which is fine. I just want to make yeah, sure. Yeah. No, I know. We're here. I just we're here to make sure that we're clear on what yeah. we voted on. I guess. We're here to discuss it. So. I'm... Okay. So we have we have we have fifteen, correct? Let's leave it there. Okay. That's which my I'm, Which I'm fine with, and that's what I think the council originally agreed to. Council of Bears. That was my comment. 15, okay. let's go. <laughs> okay. And it would so, Kim, are you okay? Kim, you have, uh, I'm sorry, Adam. I have, have it. 15. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Good. Councilor Morrell. Uh, and so it would just follow standard quorum rules, so they would just need eight to be able to actually do things? Oh, meaning you'd have to have a simple majo a majority? Uh, like present, yeah, people to actually come to a meeting, just thinking of this 
the large number can go both ways where it can actually help where it can help or hurt, I guess, as far as quorum. But yeah, so it would be, they just need eight to be able to actually vote on things. Um, Kim? City Solicitor Scanlon? I think she has. Uh... All right, so so we we don't spell that out in the ordinance, but uh, yeah, we don't. We we would uh, uh, follow Robert's rules of order. Then yeah. Yeah. each board and commission makes up their own bylaw and rules and regs. So right. I, I don't think we need to spell that out. But there are nine, I think nine people who are city or school staff. So just with city and school staff, they would have a quorum. Okay. Yeah. Just for yeah. Just for advocate knowing it being such a large group how many they actually need to get something done be able to do something okay we lost kim so i think she may maybe try to come back in again but so um i think they may with her i think they may I know, so i know that some of the questions revolved around representation which it sounds like those are resolved yeah. um are there any other questions, comments, or if you need a few minutes just to look it over, that's fine too. Council of Peers, do you see anything? I remember that you were, I thought you had maybe mentioned that it looked a little different before. I wasn't sure if you could identify anything that. But besides that, I mean, the, as far as the context goes, Look good. Okay. I know, I know Council March, you've had questions about it before, so. But this, the represent, okay. Yep. And, that, that, and it's, important, it's important that we talk about it because <laughs> this is a big part of it. And I know we spent a lot of time talking about it as a uh, Council, so. And I concur. I believe that was a big issue. Thank you, Council Scarpel. You're welcome. It's a So are we waiting for Kim? Is that what we're waiting for? I, let me, you know, I'm going to give her a quick call. I, I, I would motion for approval, Mr. President. The city solicitor just rejoined the call. Okay. Actually, I just lost her again, though. Hang on, <laughs> I just lost her again. Now she's back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's connecting. Give her a second. Okay, welcome mm. back, City Solicitor Scanlon. <laughs> Working on Tuesday's agenda. <laughs> I think she keeps freezing up. Mm. Welcome back. <laughs> okay. Um, are there any other questions or changes before we move forward? Okay. Council Marks, you, you all set? Yeah, I'm all set. Okay. So there's a motion to, I guess, accept these. Second. Okay. A motion to Council Marks? Yes. Second about, uh, by Council Scarpelli to accept the changes and move forward? Yes. Clerk Curtis, please call the roll. Hold on a second. I was waiting. The, the, I'm very excited with the print. The print. The print in these, these documents. A little bit larger. A little, little bit bigger this time. It, it, it's the really pocket. helpful. Okay. The, the council, could council marks his motion is to accept the changes and move forward, and a second from Councilor Scarpelli. On that motion, Clerk Ernabies, please call the roll. Council Bears. Yes. Vice President Carabiello. Yes. Council Knight. Council Knight had, uh, had a family commitment. He had to leave. Okay. Uh, Council Marks. Yes. Council Morell. Yes. Council Scarpelli. Yes. President Falco. Yes. Six in the affirmative, zero in the negative, one absent. The motion passes. And uh, looking at our uh, final. Um, 
paper, uh, the rodent ordinance, uh, 20-519. Uh, this one actually has been updated uh, recently. Uh, uh, City Solicitor Scanlon, would you like to talk to some of the changes? Ooh, let me unmute you. There you go. <clears throat> Thank you, Mr. President. Sure. So after a uh, review of my own notes and of the uh, Committee of the Whole Meeting Report, um, I believe that was, let's see, we last talked about this in September. One of the changes was um, to, um, on page one, uh, number one, all permits um, by the building commissioner for earth displacement, et cetera. Such fees are set to be set by the Medford City Council and reviewed. Uh, the initial language was every three years. Um, per the council's request, I had changed that to at the request of the Board of Health. The next amendment to this ordinance can be found a few pages thereafter regarding composting. And I had worked with um, Marianne O'Connor and Melanie Janine up until actually a few hours ago. Um, and I believe um, a few other members had helped them too to work on just getting in the composting that the council had requested, the language. So I had added the private backyard composting um, and what's allowed um, and what conditions uh, required for private backyard composting and curbside composting and what's allowed there too. If you have any questions or if you want any language change, please let me know and I will make the requested changes for you. Councilor Merle. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank um, you, City Solicitor Scanlon. You're welcome. I, I think I, I know I asked this last time. Could you remind me those um, integrated pest management, um, the just the plans, um, that is what has to be included in that is governed by the Board of Health already? Yes. Okay. And um, so there wouldn't be, I'm just, again, I raised the concern last time as far as use of pesticide in these pest management plans or rodent management plans. Um, so I, is that something that is just entirely under the purview of the Board of Health? I believe so, but I'll, I'll look into that for you, Councillor, um, and get you an answer on that one right away. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Questions from the council? If, if, if I may ask a question, um, so, uh, sure. City Solicitor Scanlon, do we have any language in here with regard to property line setbacks on composting? No, we do not. Um, would you like that language included? I, I would think it'd be beneficial just so, you know, if I live next to George, I don't have my composting pile right on top of his yard. <laughs> um, <laughs> Fair enough. And if I may ask another question, um, I received an email, actually a number of emails, and I, some of the councils may have received uh, emails on this as well. Um, there are a number of residents that live um, kind of like their property abuts commercial districts and in some some instances uh, you have uh, which I say uh, you know like trash uh, dumpsters Dump dumpsters thank, uh -huh. you. thank you council Oscar Pelly. dumpsters are literally like against their property against the fence is there any type of language that we can put in and I don't know if we can ban them from being put against residential property or if, they, if we could that'd be great but is there any type of language that we could put in that might be like, you know, um, you know, maybe uh, uh, best, you know, all attempts will be made to cite the dumpster um, away from residential property or, or something like something like that? Within this ordinance, I would, I, I, and I understand what you're saying, but I, I believe um, I would recommend that we look first to see uh, if there's a, a dumpster regulation because I believe the Board of Health already has a, a regulation specifically with regard to dumpsters. I think it would easily fit or uh, be able to tweak a little bit more cleaner um, rather than trying to uh, talk about dumpsters within the rodent control ordinance. Okay. That's just my opinion. So if. Um so I can I can I can ask Marianne about that, but if there's so if there is no regulation in there, I mean, is that is if there so if there isn't anything in there, dumpster regulations pertaining to that, um, is that where it would be best addressed? Or that's what I would recommend. Yeah, because um, talking about dumpsters is it, it it would just be a little bit convoluted, I guess, um, to include it within a voting control ordinance, unless you were, uh, uh, of course, to say, you know, if um, the dumpster is, is causing rodents, something like that, I could understand. 
with regard to property lines and the like, um, I, yeah, I would recommend seeing if there's a the dumpster regulation, and if so, if, if we could um, put, put some language in that. But it's something I can look into. I can talk to the Board of Health Director. Okay, uh, that'd be great if you wouldn't mind. Sure. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, thank you, Mr. President. Uh, I believe last time we discussed uh, this uh, ordinance, uh, an issue I brought up regarding private property and the city's current policy of not going on to private property. And uh, I discussed the fact that uh, if we were able to get uh, waiver forms from residents that would allow the city of Method to come in, there's been occasions in this city where the city has gone out and done some baiting and trapping and noticed uh, sizable um, rat colonies on private property and uh, you know may have notified the owner, but the owner maybe didn't have the whereabouts or uh, the financial whereabouts to do something and they just let it go. And I, you know, I think if we're gonna get serious about controlling rats in, 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 in our neighborhoods and uh, we have to also look at providing uh, a service which I believe the city should provide to assist residents uh, if they uh, if they do have a rat colony on their property. Uh, so I didn't know if there's, I, I haven't seen any language. I don't know if that was taken into consideration. I believe it was part of, do we, do we have a copy of uh, the recommendations that were made by this council? question. I Council, if I may, I, I actually have the paper in front of me, um, and a B paper was offered that had requested the city administration when reviewing policies and procedures regarding rodent control, that when the city determines that there is rodent infestation on private property, that the city work with the property owner as long as there is a waiver of liability using the revolving account or associated funding. Right, so, so so how do we know if that will ever get into a policy or procedure where we're not responsible for policies or procedures? Because it, it, well, it, yeah, it, it, you had requested the city administration, so do you want me to follow up on that? Well, it, I, think, I think it's a major concern. I, I, I don't want to just put together uh, an ordinance that really doesn't address some of the issues that I've been confronted with. Um, and, you know, much of our land, probably 90% of our land is private property. And if, if we're unable to assist or uh, interact with residents regarding private property, uh, how are we gonna make any headway in controlling uh, the rat population? And um, I, I don't think we'll be very successful. So I think we have to have, whether it's, and the reason why I offered it as a policy, I didn't wanna put it on uh, to the ordinance and burden this ordinance, but, um, I just want to see some type of commitment that that would happen, and maybe maybe putting it in the ordinance is the best bet. I, I wouldn't I, recommend that we put it in um, simply because we're we already have such a hard time. We don't have access to go onto private property. Um, that's just my opinion. I would recommend that you know we look at uh, into the city administration or a policy or procedure rather than putting in the ordinance because once it's in, it's going to be that much harder to take out if in fact it doesn't fall through and we're not able to go onto private property. And the whole point of the ordinance is to help the residents, I, I'm presuming. Right, right, but one of the obstacles I've heard from the Board of Health is, you know, we'd like to address that, but we have some shortcomings that, uh, you know, we can't get onto private property. And uh, much of which we see uh, regarding infestation uh, is uh, on private property, which we can't control. So that, that was the reason why I brought it up. Uh, Kim, my, my other point is um, if uh, we, we do have an ordinance currently, clean it or lean it, which allows the city, uh, I believe, to go on to private property. Uh, it may not be the city itself. It may be uh, a contractor hired by the city. But to, to do work on private property where uh, a, a resident may neglect or, or fail to clean up or a public safety hazard or, or concern, um, how, how are we able to enforce that, clean it or lean it? Because uh, that's been on the books for a lot of years. Yeah, I can look into that. I, I believe it's usually, um, if I recall correctly, that the clean it or lean it is, was geared towards um, property owners that for one reason or another just could, could not um, 
repaired, uh, you know, uninhabitable conditions or, or, or something that would put, um, pub, you know, a public health risk or public safety concern through the building department. Um, and if they, you know, they don't have the funding in order to do so, um, that's where the, you know, Nina came in because they're, quite frankly, couldn't able to clean it. It, it would be too costly for a particular property owner. I'm not sure if that would be the same or, or similar to, you know, rodent control, um, because I think a, a lot of, you know, rodent control, um, you know, at, at least on private property is uh, education, right? Um, what, you know, what causes uh, or what attracts rodents and, um, you know, whether or not these particular residents have that uh, capability to, to clean it up, depending upon what the causes, of course. But I understand what you're saying, um, and I yeah, yeah I can certainly look into it, and I can talk to Board of Health and uh, talk to the administration. That that, that would be helpful, Mr. President. Okay. Um, you know, I, I think one aspect of the clean it or lean it. I know it's called clean it or lean it, but we've had mm -hmm. incidences in the past where uh, people have had broken windows in their attic and they have birds that are living up in attics and so forth inside people's homes. And residents would call up and say, what can we do about this? And the Board of Health would say, well, we may be able to impose a clean it or lean it or so forth uh, in order to help uh, with uh, this public safety concern. And I think the same would uh, fall true for infestation. So if we knew that, if you knew your neighbor had uh, a, a giant problem with uh, rats that were burrowing into the yard, I think you have every right to call the city and say, hey, there's a major concern, rats cause uh, disease and so forth, and uh, you know, uh, th that's a public nuisance, and you would have every, every right to say that has to be cleaned out, that property. And the clean and lean, in my opinion, would also apply to infestation, uh, not just an unsightly backyard that you may want cleaned up or grass that's three feet high, but uh, this ordinance would also apply to that as well. So I, I think it's important that we, we, we check that angle because that, that's going to be a major way we control uh, some of the rack concerns we're hearing up the Heights and Salt Method and even in Wellington. Um, I get calls all the time uh, regarding infestation. But if you could look into that, Kim, that'd be great. Sure. Thank you, Council Marks. Any other questions from the Council? Vice President Caviello, are you good? Okay. So you flip it through his paper, then you question. So we have a number of um, so uh, so we have a number of uh, requests, I guess, on this one. Um, Clerk Renabees, are you all set? I'm working on this. I've got the um, I've got Councilor Marks's request to uh, Solicitor Scanlon to speak with the Board of Health and the Administration on a number of topics, but. Uh, I don't have a formal motion on any of that stuff. All right, that's fine. Okay, so Council Scott Pelley uh, makes a motion that um, I guess that, that we have the uh, that we have the uh, city solicitor work with the with um, Marianne O'Connor. Am I correct, City Solicitor Scanlon, in in uh, getting answers to the questions that Michael Marks, Council Marks has. The question yes. is regarding an administrative policy uh, regarding uh, the city having access. Exactly what I think those minutes are perfect. Okay. Because that's originally what we asked that uh, they create some type of waiver and administrative policy, which, you know, may, someone may decide not to have someone go on their property and maybe that's a clean it or lean it if it gets, you know. But, uh, you know, I think, I, I think we should have something in place uh, that allows the city to work in conjunction with area residents. So on that motion offered by Councilor Scarpelli, seconded by? Second. Vice President Carviello. Clerk Herdebees, please call the roll. Make a quick second. Yep. And Kim, I, while, while we're here, I guess, I, so in, are you gonna check with Miriam with regard to the dumpster regulation and if there are any requirements to have dumpsters not be next to residential property? Yes. Okay, thank you. We'll do that. You're welcome. Mr. President, I'm ready for the roll call, whatever you are. Okay. 
do you have that last part, Clerk Kirby's, about the dumpsters and the dumpster regulation and the dumpsters being? We want to, you want to add that to the motion? Please. Okay, hang on. What's the exact language on that? Or give uh, me something close. The uh, city solicitor Scanlon will, I guess, um, confirm with. Check, oh, check Board of Health. Board of Health as to whether or not there are, is a regulation with regard to dumpsters being adjacent to residential property. Or body. Or body, yeah, but a body right. property. All right, I got it. Ready okay. for the roll call? On that motion, Clerk Hennepies, please call the roll. Council Bears. Yes. Vice President Caraviello. Yes. Council, uh, Council Knights absent. Uh, Council Marks. Yes. Council Morell. Yes. Council Scarpelli. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Uh, President Falco. Yes, six in the affirmative. Zero in the negative. One absent. The motion passes. So we've looked at all three of these papers. I believe, so this, actually the, the uh, promote public health is already been voted out, I believe. Um, the collection bin ordinance, I believe, so we're gonna wait for, are we waiting for questions, questions to be uh, answered by um, the attorney? Attorney Stein to give you a full, a uh, 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 clean copy. Okay, and then we'll, um, we'll, we're waiting for the um, answers with regard to the road ordinance, so I believe that concludes the session, unless anybody has any further questions relating to these topics. Motion to adjourn. On the motion of Councilor Scarpelli to adjourn the meeting, second and by. Second. second. Councilor Marks, Clerk Hernandez, please call the roll. Hang a second. All right, to adjourn. Councilor Bears. Yes. Vice President Caraviello. Yes. Council Knight is absent. Council Marks. Yes. Council Morell. Yes. Councilor Scarpelli. Yes. President Falco. Yes, six in the affirmative, zero in the negative. One absent, the meeting is adjourned. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. Be safe and healthy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.